0: with these incredible gemaras of the, the interactions between Noach HaKadosh, Rebbe and Antoninus. So we already had a couple encounters last night and we're going to finish the Antoninus and Rebbe Sugya tonight hopefully. So we are up to we are up to Yod base. Beis. Last word on the line, of the sixth line, I think, seventh line, Kol Yuma. So, until now we were talking about the fact that Antoninus learned Torah. Antoninus felt subservient to Rebbe, was honored to have a connection to Rebbe. We'll talk more about that. He asked Rebbe advice, and Rebbe answered him in code. Because, if you would answer him straight out... Then it would get back to the Roman officials that that they're not gonna be having Antoninus has anything to do with the yid, and of course they probably would blame the yid before they blamed Antoninus. So therefore he kept it quiet. Now we're on to a new stage in this, this this relationship between Rabbi and Antoninus. Kol Yuma, every day, have a pricha. Every day. Antoninus would send Rebbe a shipment of gold chips gold chips, not coins, not bars, chips we'll see why in a second broken gold chips in a, in a bag hidden and wheat at the mouth of the bag so if an inspector would look in the bag he would see a sack that's meant to carry wheat. And he would see on the top of the sack wheat. All looks good. Really, underneath it was all gold. And that's why it had to be these gold chips, because coins would like stick out of the side of the bag. I'm like, that doesn't look like wheat to me. So therefore, they kept the gold in these little chip forms, in dava davoprichhet, pri-chid, in order to disguise it. So he would send Rebbe a bag of gold every day. And he would tell them, bring some wheat to to Rebbe, which is a pretty innocuous request. So no one ever denied the request. They sent the wheat to Rebbe. Little did they know, they were transporting gold. Um, I don't know what they did about the weight. The gold is incredibly heavy. I don't know if you ever picked up a, a gold bar like the size of a Coke can. You expect it to be the weight of a coke can and the weight of a six pack. Gold is very heavy. So I don't know how they dealt with that, but lemaisa they brought bags to Rabbi. Omale Rabbi, Rabbi told him, Late I-, I don't need your money. I'm I'm quite fine myself, I don't need your handouts. Isli tuva. I have plenty of my own. Omalahu? Omari said, so Antoninus told him, Lahavu Lamandabasrah. Let it be to those that come after you, that will come after me,, that will come after you and will come after them, they will spend it, which means. Antonus told him, I know you have plenty of money, but I'm thinking long term, You guys are going to be in the Roman Empire for hundreds of years. And you're going to be subservient to Rome for hundreds of years. And it's not going to be as friendly conditions as me and you. And the Jewish people will not be as wealthy as you are. So I want to prepay what we're basically going to confiscate. Antoninus was doing a favor to Rome now. I want to prepay what the Roman Empire is going to confiscated the future. This way we're not taking anything that's yours. I'm gonna prepay it, you'll have it, and when your duress will have to pay back my durus exorbitant bribes and taxes, at least it'll come from here. Okay. That is another nugget, no pun intended, in the in the relationship between Rebbe and Antoninus. Um, next. Havelu and Carossa there was this cave, a tunnel, I guess you could call it. Necrosa means a cave, but in this case it means a tunnel. That went from Antoninus's house to Rebbe's house. So the the Mepharsha would go nuts here. Um, uh, uh, Rebbe lived in Sipiri. We have many, many Gemaras and Shash. Rebbe lived in Tzipari. Tzipari is near Tveria. So the best case scenario is Antinius lived in a palace on a mountain in Tveria. Other Mafarshim say that the that Rebbe lived in Caesarea and the tunnel was from was from uh, to, to Caesarea. I don't know how, how far is Caesarea from Tveria? <laughs> Bigger than a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, the Mafarshim hack about it. Kol Yuma, and every day through the secret tunnel, Antoninus would visit Rebbe. And this was the process. Kol Yuma avamaisi treyavdi. Every day, Antoninus used to bring two Gaboim. Why? Because that means a lot of speculation. Pashtus, it's unbecoming of a king to walk alone. Chad Katle abba de be Rebbe. One of the guards he would kill when he reached Rebbe's house because if these guys talked, and if word got out that Antoninus was visiting Rebbe, it would be very bad for everyone. So he needed the guards. He needed the guards. And he also needed them to be quiet. And the only way to secure somebody's silence back in the day was by killing him. So he would have two guards. One he would kill when he got to Rebbe's house. And the second guy he would kill when he got home to his house. Taisus asks, this is nasty. This is nasty. Taisas says, I understand, has Damim is usher for a guy, and it's even usher for a year. How could Rebbe do this? So Taisus answers, well, the guy, guy would be a reidiv. The guy would be a reidiv, because if, if he tells anyone that I'm dead, so I'm allowed to kill a reidif. But then everyone asks, Th- then don't bring him in the first place. Words, you, you're, you're killing him because you're stuck in a situation. Well, who stuck you in that situation? You shouldn't have brought him in the first place. So, I mean, there's a lot of raid about this. The first place to start is the Taisas Dibur Khad. The best answer I heard is that anyway, Rebbe found, Antoninus found guys that needed to die anyway. They were seditious, they were over on other crimes, apparently it was very common, and and therefore the guys that anyway needed to die, he would take on this mission, and this would be their final mission. So Antoninus would kill one of them on the way into Rebbe, and one of them on the way out of Rebbe. Okay, interesting. Amale, Antoninus told Rebbe, there's one thing I ask of you. Beidna d'asina, when I come to you, beidna at the time d'asina when I come, lenishkach Givar kama. Please, there should be no Givar, There should be no human. There should be no human by you. So one day he walks into Rebbe's house, and the halikatana, one of Rebbe's talmidim, Reb Chanina was sitting there. Yumachan Ashkiler Reb Chanina Chama, Yosef. He was sitting there. And Antoninus was a little frustrated. Did I not tell you at the time that I come, there should be no human found by you? Amal, um, like, don't worry, Les Day Baranish. He's not human. He's not human. He's divine. the Mefarshim um, of the Shanim he was a malach. Rabbi said he's a malach. So so he said, really? He's a malach. Looks human to me. Let me give him a, a little test here. If he's a malach, he told Reb Chanina Barchama, uh, "Go outside, and, and please wake my uh, my servant, who's who's sitting outside." Now you and I both know. The guy's not sleeping. The guy's dead, because Rabbi killed him on the way. Reb killed him on the way in. So lay lahu avda. He said, go, go tell Amalei Amalei there's different Gersais, Amalei leima leila go tell that servant of mine, the Goni Ababa, who's sleeping outside the gate, the Kaim that he should get up and come back in. Now what Antoninus was doing was testing him. <laughs> if you're a Malach, you'll know that he's dead. And you're not going to go and check. If you go and check, you failed the test. Which means, at the walks in, there's someone there. He says, Rabbi, I told you there shouldn't be any humans here. Rabbi says, he's not a human, he's a malach. Really, he's a malach? Hey, go, go tell that servant that's sleeping out there. If he would really be a malach, the malach would know what's on the other side of There, the He's like, he, he's dead, he's not sleeping. And he would have passed the malach test. He failed the malach test. He went outside. So, Reb he went. Now, at that point, he had failed the test. He went outside. Ashkechei He found the guy was killed. Oh, shoots. What do, what do I tell the boss now? I mean, like, sometimes you find something, and like, uh, uh, there's no, no good way to report this. Hey, Reyeven, what should I do? emulate the de'katil. If I go tell him that he's dead... If I go tell him that he's dead, can't do that. Ain Meshivan al There's a rule: never inform bad news. Don't be the bearer of bad tidings. Everyone brings their bin Yudah Hasan and Sevsidim that says that's only when there's no pieles in the saying over of bad news. But for instance, if let's say a doctor has to report bad news a tays tell the patient or his parents you know the the kid has such and such wrong with him the course of action is medicine surgery whatever it may be if there's a tays in telling over the call, call you do it but just to share bad news you don't do it you can so, say anything as tay because it will inspire you to do chuvah or something you could say that but apparently from it was that's not what the Baltimore wants to, do. <laughs> <laughs> to be to do tshuva not sure what you're referring to but it sounds like you're referring to something very specific <laughs> which which passed me over no that was just why is that the bad most worst news well, that it that I I'm in trouble yeah. Right. yeah yeah I know yeah but he would not violate it I'm like ameshivanaka call I am not saying over bad news so he's like oh what should I do ashvake Vazil so option b option a is to Tell the truth. He's dead. Nope. Not doing that. Option B. Option B is usually the truth. Option A is rarely the truth. Option B is the truth. Uh, sorry. Option A is the truth. Option B is I'm out of here. Just, goodbye. Bounce. I'll just run away. I'll extricate from my, myself from the situation. I'll see you later. I'll leave. Vazan walk away. Come Zazalina B'malchusa. That's a zilzal Lamalchus. You don't do that even to a a not Jewish king. It's not right to be Mizalzlamalchus. So you said I gotta go for option C. I gotta do Trizamay. He davint by He made him back to life. Vishadre, and he sent him on his way. So Ruchham Rahanina, Ruchanir Brahma thought, okay, now. Pretty good. I passed the non-human test. Like now, Antoninus is going to be happy with me, which means he thought I'm not a human. I thought I'm, I'm a mere human because I didn't know he's dead. Okay, I did chiasa basim. That should that should that should appease Antoninus. Eh, Antoninus said, I'm not impressed. Not, I'm not impressed. I know zuti de Ispachu, the smallest guy you have. You, your smallest guy league minimum is able to do so uh, I'm not impressed and I repeat my request when I come please don't have anyone there so I want to stop for a second here because have to twice yeah yeah, from this day, it's easier the second time, you should know. Um, mm-hmm. so, that, mm-hmm. the, so here we have, like, a Tchis of some Roman guard who, like Yannick yeah, just pointed out, probably was Machai mesim for a half hour. Develte asks, Elisha HaNavi was Machai mesim two people, and the Navi makes a huge deal about it. It even says... Incredibly it was Pishnay and Bruchacha. He doubled his rebel, Yohanavi, Yohan Yohan was who's one person in his life. Alish was in two people, a half of fella. And now we're talking about Eitana, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later. And Antoninus isn't impressed. Yeah, Shkay, anyone can do that. I've seen that trick before. All of you guys, the, the the least amongst you can be Machai Meisun. It's incongruous. How do you have Elio and Elisha? Elio Hatishbi. You know, the mamash, Elio, Malchabris. He, Machai Mason, one time because you got he had to put his hand on his hand and his face on his face and his, you know, everything had to line up. It was a group, big deal. It's a whole to-do. We lay in a half-tire about it. And, and, and the smallest amongst you can do that. It's a stark kakasha. So, the Lashem, the Leshem Shavai Vachlama. So first of all, this expression is Leshem Shavai Vachlama. Second of the Leshem, Israel Yashu's grandfather, the Leshem was the last of the great Litvishim of Kubalim. So there's a same for Leshem Shavai Vachlama. So the Leshem Shavai Vachlama says an incredible thing over here. ba'yisheni hanhogas <laughs> ha'am La said the Lashem at the beginning of Bayesheni, when the mantle of leadership passed from the Naviim to the Chachamim, Nizgala Chachamim ha Hatera. At that time, the Chachamim had bigger, broader understanding of the taira than the generations before before them. In fact, the the Lashem brings from the Medrash Hechalas to Rishmol Kangal. There's a Medrash called Hechalas to Rishmol All of you know the Medrash Hechalas to because he's the one that says that when the the, the is open for Shleishas Farm in Shabbos or in Shabbos it's a school at Tadav. That's, that's the famous Medrash Hechalas. But it's a whole Medrash. He brings from the Medrash Hechalas as follows. Sha Nitna b-Sinai. Yes, the Torah was given on Sinai. Alvo. Get ready for a list of adjectives. Hadara v'yakara, it's it's beauty and value. Kavuda v'gadluza, it's honor and greatness. Tefarta, it's teferis. A masa it's aim of a fachad v'yurasa. Oishar v'ga'ine v'gava, zivasa v'zivasa, uza v'azuza. Memshautu gvurosa. That list of adjectives, lenitnu at shenivne habayis an incredible zach. An incredible zach. That, that yes, the Torah is given Har Sinai. The full glory, the power, the Yediyas Satara, the mastery over Torah was not in practice until Bayesheni. That's how the Lashem wants to answer this Gemara. That, yeah, for Elisha was a big deal. But comes the time of the Tanaim, Saif Bayesheni, yeah, no biggie. That's, that's <coughs> the Lashem's answer. Incredible. What's the pshat? I, I don't. I don't know the I don't. I don't. You know. I don't claim to know anything from the lesson. I give a stab at it. When the tire was given on Har Sinai, it was an unfinished product. <coughs> when the Torah was given on Har Sinai, it was meant to be darshan with all the yud gimel midas and the It was meant to be all the hekishes, every Mishnah we have, which is a limit from the tire. By Bayi Shemi, it was after Anshak it was after at the end of the Tukufa Hatanoim. it was when the terror was fully darshaned. Once the terror is fully darshaned, then it can be fully appreciated and it's unlocked. It's an incredible sign <coughs> that until the Torah was fully unlocked, fully expounded, fully darshaned, the power of the Torah was locked and hidden even from people like Elio Anavi. Elio Anavi didn't have full access to the Torah, as saying, full access to the Torah until it was unlocked. And that needed to wait till Bayashadi. Once the Torah was fully darshaned, after Tanaim, we don't make any more droshes. and Amor is not allowed to argue on the Tanaim. Amor is not allowed to make drushim. At the Tukufa of Bayesheni is when Taira Shabbat was fully developed, and the and the Mishnah and the drushes and the midrashim of Taira were finally out there. The Taira was unlocked. Once the Taira was unlocked, the gift of the Taira, the power of the Taira, the Yidias Tarah was out there, and, and it was able to be it was able to be fully appreciated. And that, to the extent that a Tana, it's much less of a big deal for a Tana to be Mechayim Esim than for a Lishen Elio to be Mechayim Esim. An amazing shl- uh, Lashem. And then he saw, yeah, good good sushto, good sushto, good sushto. Okay. <coughs> Continues the Gemara. <laughs> um... Uh, let's just do. Let's just do this taisis. Another incredible Zach. Taisis Omarle. If you look in the next taisis, Chad was the one that asked about the murder. The next taisis, you know, he asks in the beginning, um, "What's the shat where Bchanina didn't know he died?" Go to the fourth line of taisis. Amrinam Medrish. says taisis from the Medrish Chal of Metameh, Chal of Nursing milk can be mitame somebody, nursing can be Metahir somebody. Kishan Noel when Rabbi Noah was born, it was a time of terrible Xeris. Gazru Shalai Lomo. Made Xer no bris. We were familiar with this Xer, we talked about it in Hanukkah time, with Rosh no Mila. We talked about it in Purim. So, Gzerus so and Mila did happen. And his, interesting Glishan, his father and mother gave him a Kesar, The Caesar heard about it. Bring that child. They brought the child and his mother to, in front of the Caesar. And it would be bad news for him, for his mother, and for all the Jews. What Rebbe's mother did, she quickly switched her baby for one of the babies in the palace. Sit here. Rebbe's mother swapped out a baby in the palace for her baby, gave little Rebbe to someone to hold him, and copped little Antoninus. And little Antoninus was now in Rebbe's, wife's, Rebbe's mother's hands, and Rebbe's mother switched Rebbe for Antoninus and like you know you don't just walk right into the Caesar it's it's longer than waiting at the doctor's office. So for all those hours that she was waiting in the waiting room she was nursing little Antoninus so little Antoninus nursed from Rebbe's mother Achiev Yaselefnei Kesar then, like, they called him in. They summoned her in. They checked the baby if he was gemalt or not. And would say, ooh, Aro. Lo and behold, the baby's in Aro. Yutaka didn't violate the law. le and, and they, l'shalaim. And they said, you're free to go. And, and they asked the cop who wrote up the ticket, didn't you write up a ticket that these people did a bris? What are you talking about? They call the guy, and he goes, yeah, I'm telling you, I saw a bris. Vomar say Hegman, and that cop, or whatever Hegman means, I say, yeah, yeah, I saw that kid at a bris. Listen, these Jews, miracles happen for them. HaKadosh made the bris disappear, and the kid looks like an arrow. And they said, you know what? We can't make any xeris against these Jews. And they were mavat of the xerah. Rabbi Okay, I'll talk about it a different time. Says Tysus, you see the power of kosher and milk. We know from Meishu the great harm, the great risk in nursing from other milk. And that's why Meishu Rabbeinu refused to nurse from the people in Paris' house and they had to call his mother to nurse him. But, but we see, says Tysias, incredible, the power of Yiddish and Mama? That's what made Antoninus into what he was. Mam is incredible. Did he know this whole switch thing happened? Who Antoninus? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, so, so, like this. There's a chachamim in Brachus. The chachamim in Brachus. The in Brachus has a list of the different filas that each of the tanoim and Amraim added at the end of their Shmanasri. So, Rebbe's fila is what we say every morning after Birchas Hashach. You should save me from Azus Panim. And Rashi says, because if someone has Azus Panim, you're chesh of them for being a Mamzer. Why would Rebbe, specifically of all people, have in his prayer after Sheman Save me from the appearance of being a mamzer because people will think I'm a mamzer. Why would rabbeinu Akadosh, a rabbeinu Akadosh, has pristine yes He's a ben achar ben of David Amelach. He's a ben achar ben of Hillel who's a ben achar ben of Shevet Yehuda. And we're talking pristine yes rabbeinu Akadosh had. Why would someone be chayshish rabbeinu Akadosh of Mamzerus? Says this is echahamun because it is tesis? because. Rebbe was switched when he was a baby. And like, you know, Rebbe is not, Rebbe did not have a pure upbringing that he was never out of Yiddish hands. So Rebbe specifically, who nursed from a guy, Rebbe who nursed from a (coughs) guy, Rebbe who was under Goyish hands, he had to daven that tefillah, she ponim that people shouldn't think I'm a mom, she's an incredible tzushtam. Um, yeah, let's do a little more because there's not enough to chaser. Um so, so it says more like this. Every day when Antoninus would come in, he would literally serve Rebbe. He would literally serve Rebbe he would feed him he would give him to drink in fact it was so much when Rebbe needed to climb up to the bed so he didn't use a footstool rather Antoninus wanted him to step on his back to get up to bed Antoninus the Roman um, governor would bow in front of the bed walk on me to go to your bed so he said, he said, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't be mazalzel in the malchus that much. The Teres Chaim here says that this pasik and this story is a fulfillment of the pasik of we, the Rav Ya'avay Tzair. The Nebua that that Rivka was told when she was pregnant, that you're going to have two kids, V'rav, and the strong one, the old one, Tzair, will serve the younger one. Teres Chaim says in the entire Tanakh, there is never an instance in which Esav served in which Esav served Yaakov. Verav Yaavod That nevuah, a nevuah in the Torah. This is not even a nevuah in, in Navi. This is a nevuah in Teres Moshe. That nevuah in Teres Moshe went unfulfilled. Until this time, this story is the singular kiyam of a Navo in the Torah. The Torah predicted here. and this is the only time that that nevuah had Kiyam. and that's the that's the great tachlos of this Maïsa. Okay, now we'll stop.